This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. All right, so on today's show, I have Jesse Miller. He is a longtime entrepreneur, consultant, and runs a quarterly mastermind in Vegas, so we're going to ask him about that. Um, but we'll do the normal thing in the beginning here. So welcome to the show, Jesse. Hey, man, thanks, Gabe. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So as always, tell us, uh, when did you first realize that you were an entrepreneur? I, I, I'd say I came to a little bit later than the typical story. I was probably 16 or 17 when I realized it. Uh, I had some trauma and early childhood that I had to fight through to be able to even understand who I was and, and that I was valuable. So once that stuff got clear, it was understood, it was easier to understand that I was wired a little bit differently and that the, the typical educational settings weren't, weren't geared for who I was. So it was, uh, I, I came to it a little bit later than most, most entrepreneurs. I don't, I don't know if teens is that late. So. <laughs> I just hear the stories of people saying they were three and uh, they set up their first million dollar lemonade stand. So Not I don't dead. have that story, man. I don't either. <laughs> mid, mid teens is definitely where I started figuring that out. <laughs> so was there a particular moment or time where you're like, Oh, I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. Was there like a turning point? Or what was that like? You know, I, I can't say there was really anything specifically. I, I, uh, I no, I can't, man. I, I don't know. I can't just point to one moment and say yeah, that was it. That was a moment of clarity. It's, it's been a process. And like I said, there was, there was some trauma uh, in early childhood. Witnessed a lot of death. That just in the household, and uh, you know, dealing with that was uh, was difficult at at best. So anyway, once I got through it, man, it, it was uh, pretty smooth sailing from there. I've always known I wanted to be a business owner, so I took some jobs working in less than ideal scenarios, and just in that process, headed headed straight for where I am today. Yeah. Do you think entrepreneurship is? inbred or like genetic or do you think it's um situation so i think uh i I think that personality type has a lot to do with it but i I do think some of that is yeah i I think a lot of it's wired in i you know i think the best business leaders in the world were born with that that dna and that that hardwiring for the way that they process life and information what about you, man? What are your thoughts on that? I never thought about it until you just mentioned like having a rough, you know, rough childhood or some stuff that went on there because I experienced similar stuff. Probably not near as bad as you, but I mean, I had—I don't think I had the most ideal childhood. And I don't know if anybody does, but I think that drove a lot of where I am today. But I also would agree it's kind of like in your DNA in some sense. I was just curious. I don't know if I have the answer either. No, I hear you. No, I think there's balance in it. You know, I think our environment affects a lot of uh, a lot of our personality. You know, at an early age, and you know, after after you uncover that, I, I think at some point it gets set. Mm-hmm. They are. So. Yeah, yeah. It's the nature versus nurture. I don't know. Right. There. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the answer either. I've read about it, but it still doesn't give me enough clarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Cool. So in your team, you're like, well, I guess I'm an entrepreneur and I want to be a business owner. Uh, from there to where you are today, give us the, the short version of your history and kind of how you got here today. Sure. So it, it didn't start with business ownership. It started working with business owners. Uh, uh, it, it was most of the shaping points in my in my business career were working directly with the business owner. So I was the general manager for a fitness facility a long time ago. Um, I was the first student in my coach's boxing boxing program that he was establishing. Um, I was the uh, I was a production supervisor, first hire for some home builders. I bought a company that was in existence for 60 years. And doubled it in a couple, of, doubled it in one year, and then had some good growth over the next couple of years. And then I, I, I just I looked at that theme, and it was always that I was working directly with the business owner, and I got to understand you know, what what makes a business work and what makes a business fail. And that's the in a nutshell, you know, where what got me to where I am today. Very cool. So when it, you mentioned you bought and doubled the business, that's that's a nice accomplishment. When when was that? It was in uh, it was in the early two thousand. So I want to say it was two thousand five was the year we purchased it. So it was I mean, all all it came down to was hard work and focusing and you know understanding. Hey, look, this person's going to benefit from this, and let's make them an offer. Like really really simple stuff, but it's all the simple stuff that trips most people up. What type, what type of business was it? Granite countertops. So construction field, really interesting business. There's a load of intricacy to it that you, you just, it's really hard to, it's hard to understand until you've been there. You, know, you start with an imperfect product, you bring it through about a 50 step process, you deliver it to the most emotional spot in a person's house. And, it, and to top it off, uh, the average net profit in that industry is six to eight percent. So just incredible, man. You have to do a lot of work to make a little bit of money in a in a highly intense industry. So the custom manufacturing world taught me so so many lessons. And sitting under the pressure of needing fifteen thousand dollars on Friday to pay everybody <laughs> and keep everything moving and not having it in your bank account, uh, you just you can't replicate that. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. That's that's a great point. So, so how long did you own it for? Do you still own it now? Or did you own it no, no. I sold I sold my shares three years ago to to start building what I'm building today. It's been it's been an incredible journey. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's very cool. So why why do the simple things trip people up? Because I would totally agree with that. But I don't know if I've ever thought about why that happens. Because it is it literally is. The puts us in the ground business-wise <laughs> yeah no it's it's the concept is really simple the application is very difficult most most entrepreneurs are opportunity hunters and the problem with opportunity hunting is you're often down something else so every things that look like they're a better opportunity always pull the attention away from the, the structure the core the, the focal points of what the bit what created the business and what's going to sustain it and what's going to actually grow it mm -hmm. that's a good point and what do you think 
is there something that feeds into that mindset of like always looking at the next shiny object, the next opportunity? Is there something that feeds into that mindset that you're like, oh, if you just realized this, you would stop chasing something that at the end of that short rabbit trail, we're all a little disappointed. I, I think there's a couple of things. The biggest factor, and, and it's so simple, but this is where all of my engagements start with clients. I ask them one question and, and I don't take a, just a, a passed over answer on it. So if you can answer what you want and keep that in front of you, the opportunities that are less valuable tend to tend to fade away. The the second faculty that I think is most crucial here is that most people are operating in a state of anxiety. They're they're constantly trying to put out fires or constantly trying to deal with the minutia of their business and you can't do that because ultimately you just get caught in this loop where you're you're changing attention all the time. You're you're focusing on things that are less valuable than the most valuable things. So the best way that I've found to kill anxiety is to disengage for a for a little bit of time and then and come back to that question of purpose and mission. What, what do I really want? What do I really want? And once you can answer that and, and clearly define that and keep it in front of you, the opportunities are less and less valuable. Yeah. How do you disconnect from that anxiety though? Because like, I, I totally understand that. And sometimes I feel like I do great with it. And then sometimes I'm like, why am yeah. I anxiety? I have no, no problems today so what is it like you step away from the business or how do you how do you yeah. just because that was stepping away yeah, find something really scare me <laughs> no and it and it's it's a limited time you you don't you, you don't step away I mean, i'm not saying walk away from it for three months i'm saying make make regular time to disengage and whatever gives you life go spend some time in that and then when you come back to it, you recognize the things in your business that give you life and spend more time and energy focusing on that. So it's, it, it sounds counterintuitive, but it, it, it works. It's incredible, man. It reminds me of like something simple that I think everybody would understand that's um, like you can't work out 24 seven, 365 at the gym. You would kill yourself. Yep. <laughs> yep. But if you do the right increments and then you take a break or if you have a minor or major injury, you recover, like then you can go back to it. And yeah, it's, I don't know why there's definitely something specifically in American culture, but I think just in entrepreneurship, I think that sometimes we just think if we just push harder, we can get farther. That may or may not be true. <laughs> no, it, I mean, the gym is a great analogy for that. Is it, you know, typically, when you're, when you're overtrained, and I, I know this from my boxing experience. I mean, I ran five miles in the morning. I trained for an hour and a half in the gym every day. At some point, you're just done, man. You have nothing else to give, and it, you're, you're burnout. The burnout's there. You're, you're more prone to injury. And if you think about it, when you're well-rested and you engage, it's so much more significant what you do because your mind is engaged your body's engaged and, and you're able to put more energy into it, it you know, so yeah it, it's a great analogy for it yeah so when you're out working with people do you tell them that they should just like step away for a day or two and like just go straight or is there a way to like out of the, the work all work and maybe not workaholism but like is there a way to work out of the wrong end of that habit without it yeah. being super painful yeah no no absolutely absolutely you know the the, the crazy thing is what happens when when you do this 
repeatedly and consistently in your business, what you'll find is a lot of the things that you're doing really don't matter. And what you do is you cut the things out that don't matter and you engage with the things that do matter. And I know, I know this concept sounds really simple. It's not easy to do, but it's really simple when you, when you think about it logically. Yeah. Disengage the less valuable things become less valuable to you. And the more valuable things become more valuable to you. It's, it's, it's so weird. It's so backwards, but it works. Man. I've never dug into it really deeply, but I know you're right because there was a period of about a year, year and a half where I didn't work Friday. Yep. I only worked four days a week, and that was probably my biggest like year of growth percentage-wise. Like we're growing a lot now, which is awesome, and I love it. But like I, I keep considering like, I'm like why do I work on Fridays? Because that was like not only did I have a three-day weekend every weekend, there's nothing wrong with that, but like it forced priority of what was really important, and it's. Even though I did it and it was successful, I'm still having a mindset problem getting back to it. And if you think about it from a marketing perspective, it makes so much sense. I mean, people, I, I know people are, a lot of people, the focal point in business is money. But once you dig deeper than it, it's so much more than money. It's about, it's about freedom. It's about the ability to make the choices that you want, to live the life that you want. And it, if you, if you're in that state, your message is going to attract those people. And you're going to create more freedom and liberty to do that. So you know, that, that's the that's the really weird thing about it. People don't – more money's good, but everybody that, that looks at it accurately sees it as a stepping stone to freedom and the ability to live the life that they really want to. So, you know, unfortunately, I see so many marketers get caught up in the hype and just promote more money, more money, more money. That's only the first piece of it. It's not, there's so, there's so little value in just money. Yeah. No, I, I was talking about that yesterday and, uh, money's great. And like, we all, we all need money to contribute to things, things like that. But what I'm an entrepreneur is freedom of time, like period. It's like, and I've been able to do that at less than six figures at over six figures at, you know, seven figures, like, it has no relevance to the amount of money that I'm revenue or in my bank account. It's just like, well, I guess the cool thing to think about is like, I know that I could work a 12 or 14 hour day on Thursday if I wanted to, not that I'm saying you should work tons of hours and then I could not work Friday and then I can make up for it Saturday night in two hours or it's even necessary. If it, yeah, it, it may not be necessary because you may get more done with less time because you know, Hey, look, this is limited. Yeah. I've heard people say too, and this is a good, another good way to look at it is that like, if you think about when you're going on vacation, I'm going on vacation end of the month. It's like this month is going to be the best month ever because I'm going to be super productive because I'm leaving for almost two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. It's, it's knowing and then believing and doing are two, are two different things though. So what's the, what's the bridge that we have to cross to get there? Cause I don't know if I know what that is. It happens to me, but I don't know if I've broken it down. It, it's, it's consistently, it, like I said, the big, pe the big piece is the question, like, what do you want? And then keep it in front of yourself. Look at it daily. Like, if you'll do that consistently, it's easier. It's so much easier to commit to the actions of creating what you want. It, it's so easy to write it on a piece of paper, put it in a drawer, and never look at it again. But if you look at it consistently, it, it, 
it, our, it just pulls our brain into the activities that we need to make it real. If you don't look at it, you don't think about it, it's not valuable. Yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> cool. Well, what, um, tell us a little bit more about what you do now with Integrity Enterprises and what you offer. Cause I, I love, and you always post awesome stuff online. That's how, why we're here today. Like we've never talked before today. So this is kind of cool. <laughs> but like I, your mindset's always good. You're always, I mean, honestly, you are actually somebody that I just feel like actually puts really great value out there. And what you're talking about, I know it's true. And I, I think it is hard to get there alone. So what, what do you do and like how do yeah, you, with you or how does, how does the process work? Yeah, I, first off, I appreciate your engagement. I, I put that out because I, I know there's a need for these things in the marketplace. There's so much hype. There's so much crap out there. There's so much, so much just talk and yeah. very little substance. So uh, thank you. Thank you for your engagement. So what, what my process typically looks like is I, uh, I work with CEOs specifically. Now, CEO, the way that I would define that, is the biggest difference between a CEO and a business owner is that a CEO has more structure, more strategy, more, and more, more consistent engagement. And so a lot of times I'm working with a business owner that needs that consistency and that structure. And so uh, to I just wanted to say that to clarify what I do. So it's all it is is yeah. advisory. So we literally start with that question that I talk about. I, we get them to define what they want, and then we build the build the lifestyle, build the activities in and out of the company that are going to match what they want. There's there is some personality to uh, who the most effective business owners are. I think there's a couple of variations, but it's a it's a pretty consistent pattern. And so the cool thing with understanding that pattern is you understand the the core drivers, you know, what makes them tick, how they, how they view the world, what the downside of the personality is. And most people, you know, most people have don't, you know, we, we get, we love that we have a superpower, but we don't love that we have a kryptonite. And so I'll help them identify the, the places of kryptonite and then build some reinforcements in that. And that's been a lot of, of you know, the, the initial journey and concept that I had was that, the big stuff in, in business is making more money and it's really not. It's about love and life and engaging in life because the, the talent to make money is there for, for most of the business leaders that I work with. So we clearly define it. Their businesses do typically become more profitable because of the way that they engage with it. But that's, that's not the primary focal The primary focal point is bringing clarity and peace to them. And so that, that is coaching. It is, it is advisory work. It, you know, sometimes I'm a sounding board. Sometimes I'm helping them drive business development. Sometimes we're looking at their team saying, hey, is, is, are the right people in the right spot? It's, it, it's the concerns of a business owner. We'll work through that stuff and make sure they have a system and a, a structure in place that's going to support what they genuinely want versus what they think they want or what they're building without, without any hands. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think that's really well needed. Um, you guys can all check out integrity enterprises link there in, in the comments. Um, and I think it's just important to realize one, you definitely need something that understands, what truly will get you to where you actually want to be. And we all get distracted, like you said, with your problems or whatever. Um, you know, I think that's really key. And the second piece is if you're not paying for outside advice, you're missing out on having some of the most powerful conversations with yourself that you can have. 
because in a lot of senses, and you can tell me disagree, Jesse, but I think that when we bring in coaches or consultants or mentors, like part of it is them just guiding us through that conversation with ourselves that we haven't focused in on having. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I want to be, I want to be the least valuable piece in this. All I want to do is lead a, lead a human to who they are and help them understand and that embrace it and embody that. And, it, and it, if I do that in, in my advisory work, I've, I've done a great job. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so everybody, I'd encourage you definitely um, check out what Jesse is doing and, you know, work with him or work with somebody because if you're not, yeah. not getting outside advice, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. I, I tend to kind of cycle through some different business mentors and coaches and people throughout the year, but all with the, the goal of like, I need outside perspective. I'm never going to grow my company if I think I can figure it out all on my own because it's just not getting stuck in your own head is painful and dysfunctional at best. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy to do, you know, that, that I think that's one of the big misconceptions about business. A lot of people get in business because they want valuable relationships and all you do is build up walls in most cases because everybody has an agenda when they talk to you, your team, your people trying to sell you stuff. Everybody has an agenda all the time. And if you yeah. don't learn how to balance that, the, the problem that it really creates, you know, when you're, when you're part of it is that you can't create emotional intimacy and without emotional intimacy, you can't reproduce the mission or the vision that you carry in somebody else. And so you know, it creates some, some major obstacles to really grow in an organization. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. I, I remember who I was talking to or what I was reading the other day, but they were saying like, if you just deal all like with the executive functions of your brain, then you'll never make a decision. But if you can get through emotionally to people, then they'll do anything for you and with you. And like, you're actually communicating at the right level then. And that's what that reminds me of. You're totally right. It's, it's hard to do that when you get too busy or too burdened down or you're focusing on the wrong things. <laughs> or you think somebody has an agenda and they want something from you that you don't want to give them. I mean, it, that's the, that's the barrier that pops up all the time. And the, the worst part is if you leave that unchecked, it carries over into your family and ultimately like the tragedies that I hear from business owners, kids or that I don't like my dad. I've got it. He's got, to be drawn for me to want to be around him. I mean, I've had that conversation before, and that's there's no bigger tragedy in business to have your kids hate you. <laughs> it's bad. It's yeah. not what you want as a business owner because ultimately you have millions of dollars and nobody likes you, and that's a problem. Yeah, no kidding. That's poverty. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate the time, Jesse. This has been a blast. I appreciate you sharing your value here and like you do every day on Facebook. So everybody definitely check out Jesse and follow him. Um, go to the site. I highly recommend that you, you know, work with him or like I said, at least somebody. Um, but I really appreciate you being on today, Jesse. This is really valuable and fun. So thank you. Hey, man. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, Gabe. Love what you do, man. Thank you. You've been listening to Today's Business Leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com. Yeah.